Hello, this is the Faith in Kids podcast. Back again, I'm Ed, piling in with you to hear from Jesus, because the best life is the blessed life. And there's a crowd of us, our actors and our friends, they're here with us. Hello. Hi. And we are walking through the Beatitudes, the blessings from God for the best life. Easy for you to say. We are up to episode five. So have you kept up? Episode one, the poor in spirit, like a child who comes to mum with an open hand, we come to Jesus and say, please help, I need you. Episode two, those who mourn, they feel broken. Jesus has started the mending, he can comfort us. Um, Episode three, uh, we're meek, like Jesus. He could have ripped out trees and called down thunder when the soldiers came to arrest him. So we do the same putting away our mighty strength because we trust God's power. Last time, episode four, hungry, ravenous to do the right thing every moment of the day with the Spirit's help. That's some great biting and chomping noises. By the way, hello, I'm Jam (laughs) and we are back with my wonderful actor friends, really excited to get the band back together, as they say. Jam, can we all introduce ourselves and answer a whip-around question? Yes, we can. Maybe you could say what your name is. And also, who do you care for and why? I'll go first. I'm Jam. I care for my children, uh, but one of them cares for a Venus flytrap. And they have to keep feeding it. And occasionally they find a dead fly and feed it to them. (laughs) How about you guys? Uh, I'm I'm Anna Nix, so you can call me Nix because it's two Annas, spoiler, very confusing. Um, so I'm Nix and I care for my mum and that is because my mum has this amazing ability to pick up on any accent of anyone that she's in the room as. So if so, she's with someone from Scotland, she'd be like, ah, hey. And then when she's for someone from London, she's like, oh, hello. And like, who are you, Margaret? Just decide. So that's, that's why I care for my mum. Oh, well, I'm Anna Nukes. So call me Nukes. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I care for my friend Nix. Oh, oh isn't that nice? That and I'll tell you, oh, I feel really bad now. What? <laughs> I'll tell you why, it was a last minute decision. But if ever I do something stupid, Nix will have my back. And we kinda have this thing where we go, Oh, you're not a moron. Wow, Ed, this has really taken an unexpected turn, that. but I am I loving that. it. I love that. I am loving it. <laughs> it's good it. to care for someone because they're not a total idiot. <laughs> good reason. <laughs> so if you're listening at home, I'm sure some people are, you have full permission to go completely weird. Uh, enjoy having this whip around question, who do you care for and why? Go.
I hope you enjoyed having that conversation. Ed, why are we talking about this? We care for a pile of people. We show them love and kindness. Today we're thinking about who we choose to care for. How on earth are we going to decide? Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Mercy is when we show kindness that is not deserved. So each of you, each of you in your cars at home, thought why you care for each person, because they love you, because they're your granddad, because they make lunch for you. Mercy is when we are kind just because. There's no why. We just do it because. Do you ever talk about random acts of kindness? Sometimes you can just help. Mercy is a random act of kindness when someone needs it. Jam, fun fact me. I'm going to fun fact you with uh, Nicks and Nukes. And these are sort of acts of kindness, rescues, uh, some interesting stories here. Nicks, what's our first one? Okay, right. So the Robertson family were sailing to the Galapagos Islands when their boat was sunk by a pod of killer whales. They had a small rescue dinghy and survived for how many days? Right, they were collecting rain droplets for drinking water, catching turtles, and flying fish for food. Any ideas how many days they survived? Two, five, a bit higher. Fifteen, ten. Oh, sixteen. Go higher. Go higher. Twenty-eight. Twenty-three. Higher. Forty. No, okay, a bit lower. They survived for 38 days. 38 days. You thought lockdown was bad. They were sighted by a Japanese fishing trawler that had mercy and took them back to land. Have you ever been on a family holiday that's gone horribly wrong? Because these people, you know, they, they spent their life savings on this ship, on this boat, and it's, you know, and suddenly... Have you ever been stranded and had this terrible family holiday? I'm looking at you, Nukes, because I can imagine you probably have. <laughs> I can't. I do have a story, actually. Um, we went to Greece and we had a, a six hour, it was only six hours, not 38 days, but we had a six hour turnover time, midnight till six in the morning. And my dad didn't want to pay for a hotel, so he made us sleep on the port. And there were dogs and there were people with sticks and it was pretty dodgy. Wow. I mean, six hours is hardly worth a hotel. You know, speaking as a dad. Oh, that's such a dad nightmare <laughs> But story. having said Don't that... Don't be that dad, Jam. No, Don't I'm be not that, that dad. dad. Don't worry, kids. We'll get a hotel. We'll find something. I have a disastrous family holiday story. So it was when, I, I don't remember this, I was like one years old, but um, so apparently on the same holiday, it was in Italy, um, I got chicken pox, um, my mum was peeling scorpions off the wall of where me and my brother were lying, and the house that we were staying in was my dad's boss's house, and basically there was a fire. <laughs> They had a fire and the whole of the kitchen got burnt to smithereens. Fortunately, the whole house didn't burn down, but there was they had to get a hose from a nearby swimming pool and like um, just hose down the whole of this house. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah, this really is incredible really stuff. And my dad just thought, this is, this is how I'm going to die. And my mum was like, obviously get out of the house. But he was like, what's my boss going to say? Anyway, so wow. he managed to put it out. Um, so, yeah, I think... The moral of that story is do just do just leave the house or get just get a hotel. Get a hotel. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's the same moral of the story, isn't yeah. it? Really, goodness me. And there are lots of parents listening to this thing that they like to the idea of making memories for their children, <laughs> but I guess there comes a limit, doesn't there? Really. To be merciful is to show kindness to those in need, because that person just needs it. 
we don't get to choose our kindness. The Japanese fishing trawler didn't rescue the Robertson family because he knew them. We don't get to choose our kindness. We might get grubby, we might get laughed at, we might even put ourselves at risk. But the person needs our help, so we'll do what we can. Jesus once told a story about the kind of mercy he wants us to show. You might know it. However many times you've heard it before, listen out for the surprise. What is so surprising about the mercy shown? Our reading is from Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 25. Then a teacher of the law stood up. He was trying to test Jesus. He said, Teacher, what must I do to get life forever? Jesus said to him, What is written in the law? What do you read there? Love the Lord your God. Love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your mind. And you must love your neighbour as you love yourself. Your answer is right. Do this and you will have life forever. But the man wanted to show that the way he was living was right. So he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbour? To answer this question, Jesus said, A young man was going down the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. Some robbers attacked him. They tore off his clothes and beat him. They left him lying there, almost dead. It happened that a Jewish priest was walking down the road. When the priest saw the man, he walked by on the other side of the road. Next, a Levite came there. He went over and looked at the man. Then he walked by on the other side of the road. Then a Samaritan, travelling down the road, came to where the hurt man was lying. He saw the man and felt very sorry for him. The Samaritan went to him and put olive oil and wine on his wounds and bandaged them. He put the hurt man on his own donkey and took him to an inn. At the inn, the Samaritan took care of him. The next day, the Samaritan brought two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. The Samaritan said, Take care of this man. If you spend more money on him, I will pay it back to you when I come again. Which of these three men do you think was a neighbour to the man who was attacked by the robbers? The one who helped him. Then go and do the same thing he did. In your school, who is the person you are least likely to help? That's this story. There was the man walking along. You heard about him. He was beaten, robbed and left for dead. That means he was barely breathing, barely alive. Ah, phew. Two people walked past. First the priest, like a vicar, religious, important, respected. Then the Levite, a bit like a religious studies teacher. He taught others what to do, well known, a good person. Anyone could ask them the question, he'd know the answer. Neither of them even stopped. Neither even checked the man was alive. They wouldn't even touch him. Could you imagine that? At the point of death and they wouldn't even 
bend down and check. But then, what do we read? Then a Samaritan travelling down the road came to where the hurt man was lying. Stop. Now, what we need to know is that Samaritans were hated by Jews. So in modern days, it would be something like... Like a Man City fan and a Man United fan. Or like a Liverpool fan and an Everton fan. Or like a Spurs fan helping an Arsenal supporter. That would never happen. Or like an Aussie cricket player helping an English cricket player. Or even a Palestinian helping an Israelite. Or a unionist helping a Republican. Or a Welsh rugby player helping an English rugby player. And honestly, it's worse. It's like a Jew walking up to an injured Nazi. It is like the worst combination you could put next to each other. But listen to what happens. He saw the man and felt sorry for him. The Samaritan went to him and poured olive oil and wine on his wounds and bandaged them. He put the hurt man on his donkey and took him to an inn. Why? Why would he do it? Because the man needed help. Desperately. He was about to die. The Samaritan saved his life. The Samaritan was generous, ridiculously kind. The Samaritan did everything the man needed, knowing he wouldn't be paid back, knowing that if anyone saw him do it, they'd tell him to stop. This is mercy. Who is the person who you said at the beginning you cared for? You see, that's the easy person to care for. That's the easy person to show mercy for. Look, you would cycle long distances. You'd run to help that person. You would do anything to help that person. But Jesus tells a story about that person in your school who you are least likely to help. Jesus says that to be following him, to be in his kingdom, to be living the best life, is to go out of your way for that person. So in the playground, you're a boy playing football. Would you go over to the girl in tears? Or even in high school, you're a girl and you see a boy in tears. Would you go and help and risk people saying, you fancy him? You're in year five. Would you go and help the kid in year two who sits on their own on the bench with all of your mates saying, just come and play football? Would you look after the kid who is always mean to you, who can be relied upon to do the laughing, to do the wisecrack? Would you go and help that kid? It's really hard. In fact, it's impossible. You know, Jesus was that good Samaritan. He came to help us when we were miles from him, when we wouldn't have held out our hand to him. That's the story of the cross, when Jesus had mercy, undeserved kindness, ridiculous kindness. He has done that, and by his Spirit, we now can too. Let me pray. Dear Father, thank you for Jesus' kindness. Thank you he came from the highest place to the lowest place. He got so grubby, he actually died to show us mercy. 
Thank you he did it first, so we can too. Thank you that normally it's not that difficult. But we still need your spirit to help us, because we don't like being laughed at, we don't like getting grubby, and we don't like going out of our way. Father, by your spirit, help us to live the best life, to show mercy to others knowing that Jesus has been merciful to us. Amen. Amen. So much to get our heads around there. Have a chat with Ed's Got Questions. Under fives, have you ever shown mercy to someone? Have you helped someone who needed it? Fives to sevens, who does Jesus want us to help? Eights to elevens, What gets in the way of us helping anyone in need? What makes Jesus's way difficult? And finally, over 11s, how would the world be different if everyone did the Good Samaritan thing? You can press pause and have a chat about that now, or you can wait till the end of the episode, because first we've got a sketch where we're going to go to the hotel where the man was staying, where the Samaritan put him to see how it might have looked from there. Hello there. Can I pay the bill for room seven, please? Ah, checking out, are you? Lovely. Did you enjoy your stay at the Jordan Inn? Well, I didn't stay. The room was for a man who was attacked by robbers. That's nice. It's a good breakfast, isn't it? You can't beat the full Jewish. I, I wouldn't know. Like I say, it's my friend who's staying in the Let's room. see here. You had the deluxe room with the toga press. The, the, the man's clothes were ruined when he was beaten, so they needed to be cleaned and ironed. Ah, uh, yes. I could see there was laundry use as well, and there was use of the spa. He really needed a bit of relaxation and pampering. And there was the in-room entertainment package. What's that? Or someone comes into your room and tells a story. I see you went for the adventures of Joseph and his brothers. Oh, and then you binge heard the whole of Exodus. (laughs) Well, I didn't, but the man staying here did. What about parking? Was this one donkey for three days? No, the the donkey's mine. And I took that with me, so I... Wait, sorry, what's happening? I've not been staying in the room. I was on my way back to Samaria and I... (gasps) You're a Samaritan. Oh. Yes, I'm a Samaritan. We're not keen on Samaritans staying in this hotel. I didn't stay in this hotel. I found one of your people beaten up and robbed by the side of the road. So I put them on my donkey and I brought them here to recuperate. Look, I think he's gone, but I said I'd settle the bill. Oh. Well, um, aren't you a, well, good Samaritan? I was just trying to be merciful. And let's face it, who could just walk by on the other side of the road and ignore him? Excuse me, where's the Levite convention? Ah, yes, lovely to see you, sir. It's just through those doors, keep on going and then last on your left. Thank you. So how much do I owe you? Well, I see you've already paid two silver coins, so that's just one more silver coin and it's all settled. Thanks very much. And thank you for not staying here. A new command I give you, love one another 
As I have loved you, you must By this all men will know that you are my disciples If you love one another A new command I give you Love One Another is from Randall Good Games, Sing the Bible, Volume 1, Slugs and Bugs. I think we're out of time. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Nix. Thank you, Nix, for all the sketches you do and for telling us the traumatising stories of your family holidays. You are welcome. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, you must. Love one another. If you love one another A new command I give you Love one another As I have loved you, you must Love one another By this all will know that you are my disciples If you love one another Love one another Under fives, have you ever shown mercy to someone? Have you helped someone who needed it? Fives to sevens, Who does Jesus want us to help? Eights to elevens, what gets in the way of us helping anyone in need? What makes Jesus's way difficult? And finally, over elevens, how would the world be different if everyone did the Good Samaritan thing?